to Conrad Alert. Civil defense information will be broadcast at 640. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Y2K. How can we prepare? Stop a few of their machines and radios. Throw them into darkness for a few hours. We are fighting for our lives. My family must survive. Boom for five years. Thousand gallons of gas. Air filtration, water filtration. Okay, guys, so here today is a special episode. This is one of my favorite things in the world to do. I hope you guys enjoy it. This was the roundtable discussion that we had at the Thrivalist Fair. There was eight or nine fellow delinquents sitting around. We had a lot of representation from Prepper Broadcast Network as well. So I hope you guys enjoy this because there is nothing better than getting together with like-minded folk and challenging one another setting goals, being public with those goals, and honestly, just an all-around good time of fellowship, guys. This was so much fun. And every time I do one of these live, in-person episodes, I always hear back from the community about how much they love just hearing people interact. So with that, guys, let's dive in to Sunday evening, the workshop delinquent get-together. All right, well, here we are. We are live. I was going to say prepper camp. We're not at prepper camp, aren't we, Ryan? No, but it might as well be. Yeah, we're at the, the Rivalist? The Thrivalist. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we're going to go around the horn. Everybody can say who you are. This is the, the workshop slash Prepper Broadcast Network unofficial bourbon tasting slash sit around and shoot the shit. So who are you, ma'am? You know who I am. Speak up, woman. <laughs> Speak up. Tell, tell the audience who you are. Well, they'll know who I am, obviously. I'm Becky. You're my beautiful wife. Yes. Yeah. And what are you doing here? I'm tagging along with you. Why? Because I need a break. Because yeah, I, I, I enjoy. Because I need the vacation. Why do you think I'm in? Open, open floor she's to a ask questions. Babysitter. Yeah, she is a professional. <laughs> she's a professional she's adult babysitter. babysitter so. Yeah, see, I'm the DD. Yeah, yeah right. That's, that's exactly the main right. reason. I get to drink bourbon, and she gets to dr uh, drive me around. So. Yeah. Listen to him, bitch. Then whine that he's hungry and nothing being open when we get back. So I just talk into this little screen. Anyway, it'll pick us all up. All it's, right. really, it's pretty good. It's surprising. So. so I'm Ryan. I'm the podcast host of The Next Generation Show, and I'm also here at the Thrivalist Fair doing a presentation on freeze-drying and um, getting your spouse involved in preparedness. A personal what else? friend and a guy who knows his shit through yeah. and through. I messed up a lot. So I try and teach people the things that I messed up on so that they don't have to do it themselves and other than my wife i believe you hold the record for being i think the most appearances on the workshop radio I yeah i know what's it like two or three now three or four three has it, it been at least maybe, yeah. i don't know you're, we're I, we're getting up there we've got yeah. i'm gonna have to try we and raise that yeah. yeah we, we got we're, we're overdue for another one we are which means i got to get moving on my gasifier we need yeah or so. even just a usb another usb episode yeah. we need to do another usb episode yeah especially so. with these cards that you got those oh, things yeah. are awesome yeah we'll just that'll so that'll be good yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Big yeah. <laughs> yeah. This uh, I'm Jake uh, with uh, Ravenwood Acres. So I have a YouTube channel and a little bit of social media presence for, uh, you know, Homestead, kind of all over the place YouTube channel. But uh, I'm here just basically to make some connections with people in Washington and uh, enjoy good company and good bourbon. So. And you are the world's foremost expert on pre-1990s Coleman Gear, right? Yeah, I mean, Ooh. some some might argue that, but yeah, I you know, it's I, know so, I know what I'm talking. Yeah, about. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. What's your favorite piece? 
Oh, the one I don't have, which is the military version ones. I really want one of those, but I think I need to go back east to find one. Honestly, I I, I search constantly in the uh, local thrift and garage sale markets, but I don't seem to you ever find them. With John so, Dowie. Yeah, he is forever on. Or or um, PA prepper. Uh, yeah. Oh, Josh. With oh, Josh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. So, absolutely. Who's that young guy over there? <laughs> Uh, well, this is this is Young Master Colin. For those of you who don't know me, I'm the co-host of the Next Generation Show um, with Prepper Broadcasting Network, of course. Um, you got wrangled into a. I got. I got. Yeah. Public speaking event. Right. I was here to. <laughs> did you speak today? I did. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Volunteer. Tell the story, Young Master Colin. Okay. Yeah. So um, I was taking care of my morning business and. <laughs> In that there porta potty, and I, I, I heard, um, I heard Ben making the announcements this morning that there was a cancellation at about eleven last night. So, uh, Dad came up with the idea that I do a presentation on the fly, same presentation I did over at Prepper Camp. On so, flies. on yeah, on flies, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm an expert actually. So, um, same one you did at Prepper Camp. Yeah. Down yep. 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 So, uh, go? I think it went super smoothly Excellent. for for what we had. Yeah. Yeah. I think it went all right. But um, you're actually certified now. Yep. I'm actually certified. I, I, last time, what kind of certified? Uh, ASE. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good man. Right. Right. Well, that's pretty much why I'm here. Just to vacate. And be voluntold. Yep. He listened to a, some like-minded individuals and get voluntold. Hi, I'm Kendall. I am the niece of Curtis Bowers of AgendaWeekly.com. Do a little plug for him, Agenda <laughs> Documentaries 1 and 2. Um, I just washed my hair in the river and moved here from San Francisco, so I'm feeling pretty happy. Why did you move, <laughs> Why did you move here from San Francisco? Epic, epic nature, trauma with that state, and I'm excited to be at this fair to just meet my like-minded people. True story. I'm a Canadian. Really? So, yeah, don't hold it against me. And, uh, <laughs> How, how bad is it in San Francisco right now? It is, it is bad. I would say like Seattle is like downright hostile. I just was, I just moved to that area. Um, speaking of Canada though, you guys inspired me and I'm actually wearing my t-shirt here from the American People's Convoy. I found out about this like the night before, or no, two days before. And I just was so inspired by what you guys did up there. I was like, all right, I got to join. <laughs> I went solo too. It was really fun. <laughs> Every bridge, people just honking and yeah. Awesome. Thank you. I'm. I'm Connor. I am Tori's son. Um, An avid live stream watcher. Yeah, and I've been watching your videos a lot, and it's mostly been inspiring me to want to come here and see you. Well, I'm proud of you. You're a very well-mannered young man. Swing up a much higher than your age. Like you seem like you're a 17, 18 year old young gentleman. So you're doing really well, bud. Keep it up. I'm proud of you. Your mom tells us about you all the time, good and bad. So. Yeah, so you better watch out. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you want Santa to come visit you. <laughs> I'm Rob. Uh, I'm here because uh, Tim has inspired me to do a lot of stuff. Uh, I started my own handyman business to supplement my day job. 
Uh, eventually it'll be full time, but for right now I have other goals that uh, require me to keep that day job. Uh, it's all good though. I like what I do. They treat me pretty well. They gave me a fat raise last week. Uh, because you, why? why? Why did they give it to you? Because I asked for it. Yeah. Right. I, well, ask yeah. might have been a, a light term. I demanded it. Yes. I, I recognize my value with the company and my value uh, with the skills that I have that I picked up along the way in the last few years and that I picked up again that I just had naturally. Uh, I saw the market value for my position was a lot higher than what they were paying me. And they were in a, a really tight spot with a lot of turnover right now. And they honestly, they couldn't afford not to give me a raise. So they gave me a very substantial raise and I'm going to stick it out for at least another year or two. They gave you what you asked for. Right? They gave me all of what I asked for. Fuck yeah, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I love hearing your story. Fuck but yeah, you awesome. know, to kind of <laughs> shout out Nicole and the other podcasts and stuff I listen to, like I chose the word of the year to be courage. So explain the word of the year for people who don't know that concept. I heard about it from Nicole and yep. it's you pick a word that you want your year to kind of reflect to like when you're in a heart for me it's like when you're in a hard spot when you're at a crossroads when you're when there's a lesson to be learned in life what word do you want to be in the back of your mind what lesson are you trying to learn from this so for me personally uh i can be hesitant mm -hmm. and self-doubting a lot uh and again if i figured i figured out at the end of last year when i first heard about nicole talk about it that i uh I don't necessarily take chances. I lack courage to take on big projects and life-changing things. I can be complacent, uh, and I figured that was just mostly from lacking courage. So I decided that my word of the year was going to be courage. And it's led me in a lot of different directions. I learned a lot of lessons. Of one of the ones that I learned before this one of uh, getting a raise was looking at property and deciding what the difference between courage and stupidity is. Yeah. Yeah. Fine line some days, isn't it? It is. It's like you got that voice in the back of your head telling you, yeah, that's a dumb idea. And then you're like, you're supposed to be thinking about courage. Like, yeah, well, you said it was a dumb idea before. Monkey, listen to that. Yeah. It's just like which angel and which demons on which shoulder, those lines get blurry at times. So I learned, I spent some time thinking about that one. Like, Am I really, do I really lack courage in this situation or is it my intuition? Sure. So learning the difference in those voices and, uh, and then again, this most past time, like I wanted something, I asked for it, my company drug their feet, I poked them, I got what I wanted. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, now I have it all. I have a good paying job, I can get my 40 hours a week, I get vacation time, I get health insurance, and I have the side business, the handyman business that I started that's going to carry me to my next goal of eventually owning some some land hopefully but more or less what i'm looking for right now is a shop yeah. uh my girlfriend my lovely girlfriend who supported me through all of this struggle and is sacrificing uh without having time with me mm -hmm. because i'm so dedicated to this mission right now uh she's going to school to be a welder mm -hmm. and right now i don't have a good garage for her to make welding projects out of so my highest priority now is to get a house that we own that has a good sized shop so we can spend late nights in the shop together. She can make her projects. I'll have handyman stuff going on. Uh, I know you mentioned small engine repair. I'm kind of handy with that stuff too. So there's just so many different opportunities that I can make with a shop. And I decided to put the shop ahead of the land because I know with my situation now, I can make extra money with the shop more so than the land. And then eventually the land will come. I'll trade up. We'll move up to a bigger place. But right now, it's uh, home ownership and shop. 
I need that W-2 income from my day job. Uh, oh yeah, I'll give somebody else a chance to talk now. <laughs> hey guys, that up here. Um, I have a small YouTube channel, L2 Survive. What is it? L2 Survive. Learn to survive. Uh, a lot of gardening stuff on there, product reviews and whatnot. I came out here because uh, I heard this. I heard about this event from Ryan on the podcast, and it's been going on for three years in the state that I live in, and I've never heard of it. No, I'm definitely coming. So I came on out, um, met all these wonderful people, even the Canadians, teaching them about America over here. Sorry about that. Yeah, my word of the the day is freedom, I guess. Uh, it's better than the other words I want to say right now, so I'm going to pass this on. Can I ask you? Yeah. What does freedom mean to you? It's just... That's a strange. You, there's, you there's something interesting. Do what you want and not want, not have the government tell you that you can't. Yep. I mean, I had to get. Okay, bok bok is my second word of the day because I'm doing chickens right now, and only a couple of you know this story, but YouTube's gonna know about it soon enough. Oh, I like scotch. If you can see it on the screen. Um, I am building a chicken coop. Okay. I got a 10 by 10 shed from Lowe's, had some guy paid him. It came with a guy and he built it. It was awesome. I didn't have to do anything except for sit in my lawn chair and drink iced tea. It was amazing. It cost a little bit more, but awesome. Um, and then I had some guy build a chicken run for me. I wanted this thing to be secure so I could leave for a week at a time and not have to worry about the chickens. They'll be fed, they can come and go as they please, whatever. So I wanted this thing to be sturdy. I wanted it 16 foot long, or wide, 24 foot long, cut completely sealed in so nothing could get in and get them. Yeah. 10 foot tall. And turns out I needed a building permit for that. Oh, of course. But not only a building permit that I need, because it was gonna be 10 foot tall, I needed a structural engineer to come out and go over the plans and give approval and say that it was gonna be sturdy enough for, I don't know, the breeze or something. And uh, yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm talking, I want some chickens, right? I'm like six chickens. You're talking for a stamp, three grand. And then, no, better than that, he refused to do it because it was too small of a job. He referred me to another guy. The other guy said, you know what? It's going to be about three grand, but yeah, it's too small of a job for me too. This is the, the low-level guy. I was like, you know what? No. Okay, for a fence, I don't need anybody's permission. I went back to the, build, to the building department. I said, for a fence, I don't need anybody's permission, right? Yeah, as long as it's seven foot... I was like, and my fence can have a roof? And he was like, interesting. Um, what kind of roof? I said, uh, half inch wire mesh. And he's like, oh yeah, your fence can totally have a roof. And so I had to drop it from 10 foot to seven foot just so I can have a fence with a roof and have it as big as I wanted it to be. No building wow. permit needed. So, yeah, I dropped it three feet. Same material, but three feet. Oh, yeah. 
the, the humanity. I mean, could you imagine if those poor chickens got crushed? Oh, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm setting it up for, uh, I want to have six chickens to start. But, but I have probably 12 to 15 trigger pullers that are going to be coming to my property if something were to happen. But those guys don't come without their kids. And their kids don't come without the baby mamas. Mm -hmm. So now I got 50 people at this property. Mm -hmm. So I want to be able to ramp up to 100 chickens so I can have two eggs a day for everybody to have breakfast. Mm -hmm. Minimum, you're going to be fed breakfast. That's nice. And so that's why I made the chicken run as big as it is. And then I'm going to do another 16 by 24 greenhouse next to it. And so in the wintertime, they still have somewhere they can frolic and play without having to be in the snow and have automatic doors on both sides. I can walk away from it whenever I want, come to something like this, and not worry about the coyotes getting at them. So, bok bok, second word of the day. Nice. All right. I've been drinking my scotch a little bit too much, so I'm going to pass it on. All right, wandering ma. Uh, I am known as Tori the Ma, Tori the Mom out there. I am the host of the Wandering Ma podcast. Um, we also are from Northern California. Um, moved here officially permanently eight years ago. Um, but I did a little stint here for a year and a half um, when I was a teenager. <laughs> so, yeah, we're from the, the Bay Area. Concord. Oh, sweet. Okay. <laughs> um, and we moved here because you could drive five minutes and find the woods. You can be in the forest. You don't have to go that far. And um, anytime you went to the forest in the Bay Area, it was crowded. So um, I like it in Washington a whole hell of a lot better. But the podcast has recently had a pivot. I used to do a, my topic was parenting kids with ADHD because I am client zero for that. <laughs> and um, after the divorce, I realized it wasn't entirely ADHD that was the problem. And so I have pivoted to um, parenting kids with the permaculture um, background and using permaculture to parent them, which they don't realize that's what I'm doing, really cool. but that is what I'm doing as I parent my children. So nice. permaculture can, it's not just gardening. Mm -mm, it's, it's a design science for everything. Everything. Yep. Cool. Yep. I can't wait to hear more. I gotta, well, you're, you filled out a guest form, right? I did fill out a guest form. Not about that, though. That's fine. And, uh, but I'm going to have Becky on and Erin um, from Two Chicks and Letty Lou. And we're all going to do a panel that um, starts the podcast back up. So. I'm pretty excited because I intentionally got Becky involved with the show because two reasons. One selfish reason because I wanted more women to listen to my podcast. <laughs> but number two, I wanted there to be a female community mm -hmm. attached to the workshop. Mm -hmm. And it's happening. I fucking love it. It's awesome. Oh yeah. We're all really yeah. a lot more active in there. So it's That's nice. awesome. I can't yep. wait to hear it. Yep. Cool. All right. All right. Go. So let's, uh, I'm going to, let's see. I got two questions. Everybody can answer them and we'll see where we're at. So um, first off, is this your first in-person event that you've gone to? And if it isn't, or if it is, whatever it is, what do you take out of it? And number two, we've got just over, we got seven months left in the year. So we're almost to the halfway point. What is the one thing, and you got to say this publicly, what is the one thing that you need to get done before the end of the year? What is the thing that's on your list that needs to get done? I, I guess for me, it would be uh, building some sort of structure on the Tennessee property this year. 
So that's, I mean, there's lots of things that Mama Bear is looking at me with daggers in her eyes like, listen here, you son of a bitch, you're going to get this done for me. But that would be the big thing, right? Would be our trip to Tennessee. So that, and uh, obviously it's not my first in-person event, but there is nothing I love more than getting together with everybody. And this is not a whatever you want to call it. But when we all get together and when you guys tell me things that you've done because of something you've heard on the podcast, all I can say is it really touches me and I really appreciate it because that's the big reason I do it. So I fucking love it. And thank you. I really do. I do. So this is my second in-person or no third. Yeah. Third. Third. Technically last year and this year. Um, Last year I went to LFTN with Nicole and living free in Tennessee. Tennessee. And then I went to LFTN this year again. And then now we're at the Thrivalist Fair. Yep. Um, coming up, I do have, I got talked into a panel at SRF with Nicole and I'm not sure who else is. I don't know who else she said. There's going to be three of you anyway. Yeah, it was myself and Nicole and then one other. I, I can't remember if she told me or not. So I'll be down at SRF for that one. And what's the, what's the panel about? Female entrepreneurship. I, female entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And, um, I think I was going to try to do prepper camp. But I'm not a camper, so I probably will not be there <laughs> unless there's a small RV in order. or unless there's a hotel within driving. I'm sorry. Yes, I, I am not a camper. We're actually staying in a hotel. I'm not a camper. I'm sorry. That's I even brought the thermocell because I can't handle mosquitoes. So I'm just it's it's just not with me. Yeah, I do come with them. Um, goal for the end of the year. I know what it is. Right now is we're opening up a second daycare. So we're franchising. Right. <laughs> and an hour away. It's an hour away. Um, right now I'm dealing with a realtor. We want to, I'm hoping it'll be open by September. It'll be significantly bigger than Provost. Provost right now has, we can have 69 kids. The one in Lloyd will be about 167 kids. Wow. So it's going to be. It'll be life changing for everybody. And then. I'm hoping if we can get it off the ground for September, I'm hoping we can move quickly so we can start in Edmonton, which is two hours away, but that will be a significant size as well. And so that, that is my goal. I don't know if Edmonton will happen before the end of the year. Like if things move fairly quickly and I can get a real estate agent that works with me good, then that's, that's my goal. That's what we're working on right now. So Buford. Uh, what are the questions again? How have I? You've had too much moonshine. Had, you know, it's the moonshine kicking in. What, what uh, do you get from so, events? Because we know you've so, been to a few. Yeah, so this is this would technically be my third event. Um, I was at Prepper Camp for two years in a row. I'm coming back this year. So if anybody wants to go there and say hi, you can. Um, and this is my first time at the Thrivalist Fair. I didn't know about this event either until Tim told me, which the irony in that is... Yep is beyond off the charts because I got a Canadian telling me in my own state there's an event just a couple hours from my house that I had no idea about. So uh, I put my name in the hat and they said, yeah, sure, come on up. It'll be so a good time. when you said you wanted to come. I was so, like, yes, Ryan, and I get to hang out again. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, this is not my first rodeo, but, again, there's something about a community and being able to – so when when you do a podcast, you stare at your computer a lot. You you're you're pretty much 
laying yourself out there to the world, you don't know who's listening or who's even paying attention or what kind of an impact you're having. A lot of times you don't get any feedback. But one of the cool things about coming to an event like this and meeting people in person or reconnecting with people that you've met in the past is that, you know, you actually, you realize that there's someone out there who has listened to your stuff or who has had an impact on their life or something that you have said has had an impact on their life. When we went to prepper camp last year, there was that old dude in the little hat. You remember that guy? Walked up to us, recognized us by our voices, and he was like, yeah, I listen to you guys all the time. I never write in, never say anything, but you guys are doing an awesome job. And, and that, you know, that really was, to me, it was very validating because you, as a podcaster, you don't, you just give and give and give on that side, but you don't get a whole lot of feedback. So you don't know if you're having any kind of an impact. But, you know, if I can go to Saluda, North Carolina, and someone will tell me to my face that I changed their life or I changed the way they did something for the better, hell, that, that's, that's powerful. Um, so I, I do, I, this is the third event that I've been to, and it's kind of, it's been just like that. It's a smaller version, I think, of Prepper Camp, and they've done a really good job for as, as little help as they've had to get it done. But... Uh, it is. It's. It's pretty powerful. And the thing I need to get done this year. I know what it is. Uh, it's my siding. Yep. <laughs> You're doing good. So, yeah. So, I have. Okay. I. I don't want to get too deep into the weeds here. I had a goal of getting my siding done. I live in an old farmhouse, and it had vinyl siding on it when I moved in seven years ago. That vinyl siding has been on there for at least thirty years maybe 40 because <laughs> I found cardboard with dates of 1981 on them that was being used as shims for that vinyl siding, which in some places was out by an inch uh, from... An inch of cardboard build up? Well, places just, just like some of the walls were out an inch in some spaces, either by plumb or where they were mating up to other surfaces. So they had hid all of the bad construction with vinyl and let it go. Well, there's no wind protection from that. There's hardly any rain protection. So when you start, you know, looking at an old farmhouse that probably doesn't have any insulation in it, it doesn't do you a whole lot of good to try and heat it up and put good windows in because you're not keeping anything out. Mm -hmm. So this has been a major project that, that I've taken on. We got a bid to do it for about $50,000. I gave him the big finger and said, I will do it myself. And so I am, I'm in $12,000 right now. Yep. And yeah, I will have the, vine, the old siding off, new sheeting up, completely uh, insulated around. And um, have, I'm putting cement tile sheeting up, which they used to use back in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. Uh, it was a asbestos tile sheeting is what the asbestos cement asbestos tile this stuff doesn't have asbestos in it but it'll withstand fire and rain snow wind all that kind of stuff bugs mice all that kind of stuff no it's concrete it's an eighth inch thick concrete panel that's one foot by two feet wide so um, once it's all secured to the structure there's you know you, you don't have anything getting in there and I have removed this stuff in my previous life working in demolition. 
off of buildings in on the west side of Washington mm-hmm. over at Fort Lewis that were 100 years old. Yeah. And you take it off and it was like it was brand new. Wow. So I knew it would hold up and, um, and we... And was on the outside of the... Yeah, it's siding. Yeah, just on the outside. Well, it, there's no, like, they would just put wood, tar paper, and then this stuff. So they would use it in barracks and all that kind of stuff. No insulation in the barracks. They would just have that, but it would be enough to keep the the troops uh, above freezing. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, but, no, it's it's been quite an endeavor, and uh, I took this weekend off. I was a little bit upset about having to take this weekend off and was kicking myself for doing it because I was so close to being to the point where I could start putting new siding up. But I realized that this was probably the most important thing that I could have done is just take that little bit of a break and let my back heal from putting four by eight sheets up on the second story of a vaulted ceiling. You know, it's just up a ladder by yourself. Uh, It's not too good on the old spine. So, you know, taking a break and coming out here and do this kind of stuff, it's, it's been pretty, pretty awesome. So I'm, I'm, Shooting for mid-June. That is, I want to be done by Juneteenth. This is my goal, public, because that's that is yeah. Now I gotta, now I gotta drive and make it happen. So, that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So this is my second event. I guess the first one I went to was in uh, Western Washington. I don't even remember the name of it. So therefore, obviously, the impact was fairly low. <laughs> Uh, you know, there were some decent presenters, but it would seem more surrounded around the vendors, like, you know, just selling you stuff. That's why I, I believe it was called an expo. And I think that's kind of what I relate expos to more about vendors than they are actual presenters, uh, providing good information and connections. Um, so this one has been a, a good opportunity, obviously, is it here to give it, meet some people that are from Washington. And then, of course, you know, Tim and his lovely wife, you know, from Canada, but, um, it, um, yeah, so I could, as far as projects go by the end of the year, I could, the list is really, really, really long. Uh, but what, for those that don't know, uh, I'm in the uh, army, have been for 21 years and I will be retiring from the army at the end of this year. So, um, uh, for me, it's it, it's making breaking breaking those chains, uh, and, and um, separating myself from working for the the man, as some people said earlier. But I I believe the full man, and uh, and stepping off on my own for the first time since I you know because I joined late. I joined when I was 26 years old, so I, I knew what it was like to work in the civilian world. I'd, I'd worked as I talked to Rob earlier, uh, you know, as a maintenance mechanic and manufacturing plant for seven and a half years before I joined the army. So. I, I'm not completely oblivious to the civilian sector, as we call it in the, in, in the army. Um, and it's, um, but for me, it's, it's making that transition as they call it in the army. Uh, I, I know that word has other meanings in some forms, but, um, but it, it, it's taking a step from the military becomes a part, it, it is who you are, right? It's, it's a lifestyle. And, uh, uh, I've been ready for a while, <laughs> for quite a while, uh, to to make that step back and and own my life again and be able to make my own choices because um, no matter what I want to do, you know, trying to trying to build a homestead. We bought we bought five acres in Southwest Washington in 2016, and it has been a 
very piecemeal trying to work on it because every time I like get to going on a project, it's like, hey, you're going to be gone for the next couple months. Uh, okay, you know, so being able to actually live that normal life to where you can just work on what you want to work, make your own decisions in your life is, is going to be a, is going to be a big step for me, and I'm looking forward to it. So can't wait to hear yeah absolutely awesome. so yeah it is so. good deal That's good deal yeah oh look who came to visit um you got a big transition coming up don't you i do i do indeed um so this is my third uh in-person event and the first two were prepper camp this will be the third, and like Dad mentioned, we uh, have intentions to make it to a prepper camp for a third year. Um, and so, so I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, as of right now, as far as I know, I'm presenting there as well, uh, and hopefully I can uh, be a little more prepared. But it's a little tough because we always, we're always struggling with TSA guidelines, um, trying to be compliant and that sort of thing while we're traveling. But I think uh, I've definitely said it better before um on other you know deals that we've done like this while it was fresh in my brain and while it was new while it was still a new experience um, but i always like coming out to these sort of things uh, just because it's, it's very refreshing to know that uh there are there are not only other people who are like-minded but who, who there are other people who are trying to be like-minded um, especially for for a smaller event like this, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of the folks that go to prepper camp, they're they're um, they're repeat uh, attendees. You know, they 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 go back every year, and that that's their entire life, the whole lifestyle. Um, but something a little more local like this, how can, the engagement is is really cool to see. Um, and sometimes when when uh, I think about the making the transition from where I am now to adulthood, uh, it's comforting to know that there are like it's it, it is still new, like and it's okay uh, to not know everything because for the past few years I haven't had full control over my life. You know, uh, I've I've always been somewhat dependent on everyone, and I'm still going to be somewhat dependent even after I transition into into my adult life. But um, I think it's just sort of the concept that they're, uh, like, I, I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm not alone while I'm trying to, to tackle this whole sort of uh, lifestyle. Um, right, right. So that's always, it's always a good reminder coming out to these sort of things and just sort of relax too a little bit. You know, it's not so pent up. I think the biggest goal for me by the end of the year would be to have my own place, not not a home, or not, you know, not, it's not going to be my dream home anyhow, but, you know, it might be a trailer or an apartment or, you know, some townhouse or something like that, but hopefully by November at the latest, I'll have a place, and then I'll be getting sort of what Jake said, sort of transitioning into a, a, a different lifestyle. Um, so that's going to be a pretty big deal, and that might—that's going to take several months. Well, that's that's the biggest thing. <laughs> so this is my first event. Um, when I was living in San Francisco, I lived there about four years. I moved right before the shutdown, so I didn't have any friends, and like I was very isolated. 
Um, and basically I just like moved out as remote as I could. I was like, I can't with these people. <laughs> like, and I would listen to like prepper YouTube videos every day while I cooked. And I, I cook like a lot of meals and whole, whole grains and I'm into that kind of thing. And they, it was almost like I was getting that. And maybe your podcast listeners feel this way too, but that kind of I don't know, connection or belonging or like, oh, somebody else that's like interested in learning and, and doing things and they've got beans too, you know? <laughs> and, you know, I would talk to people and I was like, hey, are you, are you into prepping or like pre preparing what? Like they just, it was like a different language. And so for me, just, you know, like a lot of people have said, but the encouragement of this event, um, just to just to kind of, yeah, like not feel alone and also to be introduced to so many amazing topics that are blowing my mind, like Rosemary, the herbalist, like she's giving me this vision of like walking like around here and just, I don't know, just like, wow, I could eat that. Or it just kind of is opening up this new possibility of, I don't know, a lifestyle that is resonating with me. Um, I grew up in the mountains of Colorado, five kids, creative, homeschooled. My mom would pack us a lunch and say, all right, you kids go off now and don't you come back before sundown or you're cleaning the house. <laughs> so it was, you're safe if you're together. And so that adventure, that play, that freedom um, has always been something that I, I want to get back to now in a new way and learn new skills. And I guess my big goal is, um, is my raised bed. So I finally have a cool house with an apple tree and I need to get those beds built and planted and, and get going on that. And I'm taking a lot of like foraging, preserving, organic gardening. I'm taking a lot of classes and trying to learn as much as I can. Look into wicking beds. Do you know what wicking bed is? No. Okay, well, you, you, I shouldn't do this. It's going to create more work for Okay. So I just, I've never been to like a thrivalist event or like mostly any event as in time by time. Um, mostly at the end of this year, I want to get the deck done that has, that is near. I know. Um, mo 13. Um, mostly just put down the plywood to, we are, we already got the frame on. I can't wait to see it. Send me pictures? Yeah. All right. Well, you'll have to you to. Now. When, when are you going to have it done by? I don't know. Like, the end of the year. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. I can't wait to see it, though. It's good. Good for you, man. Proud of you. Uh, this would be my first in-person event, air quotes there, in a while. Uh, I've done some work-type events. I used to work for a ski area, and they would send us out to uh, various trade shows and events, and it was always just an excuse to go out and get drunk on the company dime. Maybe this isn't much different, except <laughs> I have to pay for it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I've 
been out to Paul Wheaton's property when I lived in Montana uh, to do some work days, and I even went out on a different occasion just to do work solely and uh, and help out a bit. Uh, but that's been half a decade or so ago. Uh, it's been my first in-person event in Washington and in, of this caliber. Uh, what to get out of it? You all said it would happen. You did. You warned me. You said it would happen. You said I'd come six hours across the state and I'd meet somebody that's 30, 40 minutes away from me. Uh, I met Jake, who's 30, 40 minutes away from me, and uh, another serendipitous thing. He actually has the same truck as me, and I'm having some truck troubles today. And uh, he let me borrow one of his parts so I could confirm what's actually wrong with my truck. Yeah, so we've got... That gave me a lot of peace of mind. I got a six-hour drive to get back home, to get back to the, the daily grind tomorrow, and I feel confident that I have the right part sitting over there in my truck waiting for me to put on probably tomorrow. <laughs> uh, and that'll get us home and get us back to the, the commitments that we have to take care of back home. Uh, awesome. uh, so yeah, meeting people, networking with people, and like everybody else has said, knowing that there's like-minded people out there uh, and like Kendall has said, like you're listening to the podcast, like wow, I'm really jiving with this person. And then to finally to put names to faces or faces to names and whatnot. Uh, looking very sharply over the back of my shoulder. My goal, I have a goal of home ownership uh, this year. Uh, I outlined that a little bit uh, in my my last go around, and it's just a goal. If I don't actually come, if that doesn't actually come to fruition. <laughs> That's fine because I have standards of what I'm looking for and I have a budget. I'm going to make every necessary step to uh, to get there. But if it doesn't happen by the end of the year, it doesn't happen. I, it's goal mindset, taking those steps, making my life better. Uh, so that way I'm ready for it when it actually does happen. But there is one thing that I'm going to do this year. It's a certain question asked to a certain person. <gasps> And a certain oh, yeah, gift, uh, yeah, I mean, intentionally vague. She doesn't, I will definitely not let her listen to this okay. one until <laughs> afterwards. Uh, Tim, you mentioned in your uh, entrepreneurship about finding a Becky. Uh, and I've yeah. found my Becky. I need to make sure it doesn't get away. <laughs> so, yeah, like you said, I'm making it public. There's only two other people that I've really told about this. The two other people we came with who were also close friends of ours. Uh, so, yeah, it's time. She... She's been with me and supported me uh, on my crazy ideas through the COVID stuff and doesn't necessarily see eye to eye with me on everything, thinks I'm a little far out there on the branch at times, uh, but completely understands uh, where I'm coming from and respects me for it and uh, had to sacrifice a lot uh, for my work ethic uh, and then I'm just always yeah, out there working. at you out on the branch and calling you an idiot? <laughs> times a day but it just I just like I'm like and we compliment each other like I encourage her and give her confidence and then she lets me know you know if I'm being a little far out there and just gives me the support that I need I can be self-conscious you know like I said my last turn my word of the year was courage uh, because I doubt myself a lot more than I probably should uh, and she's just always been a rock uh, Maybe sometimes she shouldn't agree with me and give me too much false hope, but uh, but it's good nonetheless. Uh, so I see even when he's down on himself, like quit being such an idiot. She calls that encouragement. I'm not sure what the fuck it is, but there's some guys like us where like we take that harsh criticism like that, and I'm I'm learning that that's not everybody. I've I've made some strides this year in personal growth as well as like financial growth. I've actually. 
I'm antisocial. I don't like to get out there and like talk to people. So I actually started up my own little men's support group in the area to try and make friends. Uh, and I'm learning a lot about other people. But I'm learning a lot about other people and like how they get motivated and how they receive criticism and like their problems and their the things that get them down. Uh, and it's helping me grow a lot as a person uh, and seeing how reluctant a lot of people are to actually even take small steps, the baby steps to just kind of talk in a group. Uh, and <laughs> you should come on the show sometime. You're up for it. If you think I had enough to talk about, oh, I would. I'll fill out a form. All right. I would love. I would be honored for sure. I've been listening to Jack for a long time, and that's how I found Tim, and then all the other connected people. And uh, I never thought I'd be in the uh, in the hot seat. But <laughs> it's a cool family tree, isn't it? Like, yeah. Everything started from Jack, and the fucking branches everywhere, and the the effect that the entire family tree has. I mean, Jack will never know, Nicole will never know, I'll never know, any none of us will ever know how many people get affected eventually. It's really cool. Yeah, it's like you know, my girlfriend and I were over here talking with Tim and Becky earlier, and then when we went back to our area, I was like, we kind of talked a little inside baseball and name dropping over here, and I kind of laid it out for us, like, well, there's this guy, and this guy, and this guy, and this guy, and it's like, everybody is connected through the Jack ecosystem there, and I, I don't know where I'd be without him. I had a good, strong father figure who supported me, and uh, he taught me a lot. Uh, that's where I get like my work ethic from, and being a, a polymath or jack of all trades like just that's a crazy idea when you find out about that isn't it it changed my world when i found out about the concept of a polymath yeah it's like things like like probably a lot of us when we first started listening to prepper stuff like oh okay well that's what i am like i can just look at something and know kind of how it works already Hmm. uh and then when you really start learning about it just like that curiosity just takes over and you just want to dive deep into it where like you know i have a really good handle on like the company that I work for, but still every day I'm learning something. I'm learning like, okay, well this is, I, I can make this a little bit better or this, oh, that's how that works. Uh, see, I'm just always learning stuff, always absorbing stuff. Uh, and that polymath, once I figured out what that was and just like take it and run with it. I remember the first day I heard that exact concept and know right where I was. And I was like, holy shit, there's not something wrong with me. Right. <laughs> that I like, I jump from idea to idea to idea and I get freaking balls to the wall for three weeks on something and then move to the next thing because that's how my fucking brain works. And when you find out there's not something wrong with you and there's a whole bunch of other crazy delinquents like us, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel right at home. I don't contribute much in the, okay. in the group. Uh, again, like self-conscious and antisocial and, and things like that. And just generally being busy, uh, I, I, you know, I said what I was going to do, so you can't help but keep talking about it. Like, I want to make sure that I give. When I'm when I'm home, she deserves my time. Yeah, man. So if I'm not jumping around in the group, it's because I'm trying to give her that time. Uh, and I struggle with that a lot. Uh, I'm trying to be better. I'm going to be better. Uh, another goal is to be better about giving the people in my life who deserve my undivided attention that undivided attention. Uh, and not getting lost in my phone or my work, no matter how important it is, the things that are right in front of you, the people who support you are more important. 
into nurturing those relationships and make sure you don't lose them. I'll end on that. All right. Hey guys, Zetna up here. I don't know why I said that because I have a mic in my hand, I guess. <laughs> um, Scotch is working. I've had this minis. <laughs> that minis. <laughs> that many fingers. Um, I've been prepping since before it was popular. I didn't know uh, there was a word for it until that show came out. And uh, I mentioned that, uh, oh, I have a go bag. And the wife was like, uh, do I have a go bag? I was like, I don't know, do you? And she was like, I don't think so. I was like, well, let's set, figure that out then. And we set her up a go bag, and, and from then on, it was as fast as I could go. And then i turn around and see her way back there, and I'm like, oh, i got to slow up a little bit. And then, you know, I don't really know why I told that story. Okay. Scotch. I like scotch. Is this your first event? This is not my first event. My first event, check this out. My first event on PBN was sitting in G-Man's house. What? Are you serious? No way. I did a video at G-Man's house of a, uh, I don't even remember whose um, podcast it was, but I was showing him that you could take the chat and the podcast and merge them together <laughs> and have that, that on YouTube. It was six years ago. That, what was the old, the old system called? Oh, um, blog talk, yes. And I went out to his house, he invited me out there, and it was, it was in Idaho, right? It was in Idaho. Amazing property. There's a video on my YouTube channel, L2 Survive, if you guys, uh, shameless plug her. Um, um, anyway, so that was my first PBN, uh, event. Uh, I've been prepping since before it was popular, so I've been to a few of these events. My first one, I think, was the one that you were at that was in Bremerton, yes? And uh, Glenn, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher put it on. And um, the guy who wrote Cascadia Fallen, his name's slipping me right now. But he killed me in a book. Cascadia Fallen, book four, I think. That nub, that's me. I asked him at another event to kill me because Chen, uh, you guys know Chen from uh, Prepper Camp? I guess everybody's killed him in their books at Prepper Camp. So all the authors there have killed him in some gruesome way. And I was like, oh, you've got um, Chambers. Uh, I forgot his first name. But his last name's Chambers. Uh, he, I asked him in uh, Idaho to kill me off in a book. And he's like, done. And the book four of uh, Cascadia Fallen, that series, which took place over in uh, western Washington in Kitsap County, where I used to live. Uh, the first three books took place over there, and the fourth book I got killed off in, and it yes. was epic. Nice. How'd they kill you? Um, so, if I remember correctly, because, again, Scotch, um, I was on a snowmobile trying to stop a plane that had a drug cartel member <laughs> in it, kingpin in it, and I jumped up, landed, crashed, the plane stopped, the drug uh, cartel member grabbed me, took me on the plane, 
started flying off going back to Mexico and the U.S. Navy or Army, uh, maybe National Guard, uh, I think in a helicopter, shot a rocket at the plane and blowed me up. Nice. So, you know, if you're going to die. And I, I told him the next year when I saw him at uh, Panhandle Preparedness, Preparedness Expo in Idaho, uh, it's like the last week of September, first week of October, go if you're around, it's awesome. But when I saw him there, I was like, hey, they never found the body. And he goes, no, you're dead. Okay, well, I guess I'm dead then. <laughs> um, so that was my first uh, event was at G-Man's house, and that was amazing. And that's something that I carry as like a badge of honor because not many people got to even meet him. And they have, he, he affected so many people's lives creating this channel and this, this, this network and building it up to what it was until he just was just done. And then he gave it over to the intrepid commander and now we're where we are. But I remember being at his house watching the, the live stream of how he produced the, the thing and how he put in the commercials and stuff. And it was amazing. Cool. It was so cool. Um, let's see, what was the... Uh, your goal, what's your goal for this year? Oh, my goodness, golly. Uh, obviously, Bok Boks, I got to get them done. Um, I got to get the chickens done. And I need anybody's help. So, again, L2 Survive. <laughs> Go on there, uh, thatnub at l2survive.com or thatnub at gmail.com. Send me any ideas you have on the best chicken coop things that are out there, the best automatic door openers, whether I should insulate it, whether I should heat it, anything. I, I want to be able to just leave these girls alone for a week and be able to come to an event like this and uh, know that they're going to be safe. So send me an email and tell me what to do with this chicken coop. So, um, my other goals for the year, I guess uh, YouTube's doing great. So I'm going to put sprinklers into the uh, pasture of the property. We have two and a half acres and about a half an acre, maybe a quarter of an acre is irrigated and growing, I guess, grass right now. Um, but I have an orchard that I want to do and I need to get sprinklers out there and sprinklers into the backyard. And uh, that's going to be on my agenda for the year. I also want to do a solar panel system, uh, at least get some of the outbuildings that we're building off-grid, uh, chicken coop off-grid, our walking cooler off-grid, um, which is an amazing story. I'll tell you later. Um, and there's a video on my YouTube channel, too, uh, uh that shows a walking cooler. It's amazing. You guys should get one. Um, but I want to get that off grid, and if I can do those four things, then yeah, I'm set for now. And maybe a manual pump for the well, but it's hard finding somebody who will do a manual well in an existing well because they don't want to damage the existing well. But I want to put a manual pump in because power might not be around. Do you see the we guy just next yeah, I, I want to do a little bit better than that. A little better quality. A little bit better than that. I yeah. Throw it it's out tough. There I yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a guy in the workshop community and the survival podcast community that has either built or is building a wireless chicken coop door. 
So really? Yeah, That'd be all, awesome. All run by an app and everything. So. I will look into that. Yeah. I want something. I want whatever the best is. He's been working on it for years. I so. spend a crazy amount of time at work. I work for the government. I'm in law enforcement. I make a little bit of money doing that because I work so many hours. Six and a half hour shifts all the time. And so I have another double income that I can use for prepping. And so we do that for everything. We put in a, a wood burning stove because uh, the former vice president uh, granted us a 30% uh, rebate for energy efficient whatever. So we put like $7,000 wood burning stove into our house because why not take the government's money if they're gonna give it to me? I mean, it's my money. Yeah, I want it back. Uh, so whatever I can do, the solar, same thing. So if I spend twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars on solar and and have uh, dear leader Biden give me thirty uh, percent of it back, then sign me up for that. Um, so those are my goals for the thing. Um, I met all of the Washington, Idaho, Montana expos, prepper events. Um, Panhandle Preparedness, Preparedness Expo. If you're a patron of Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher of Prepping 2.0, uh, they have on Labor Day weekend an event at their house that is literally just like this, just a bigger circle. And you just hang out for a couple, three days and just chat about... I mean, that's why I come to these events. I don't... Like I said, I've been prepping since before it was popular. I don't learn too much from any of these classes, but I come for this, for the socialization, for for meeting the people, for... I mean, Ryan, I've been listening to you for, you know, how long on, on prepper broadcasting? Yeah, and I know you live, like maybe max two hours for me i'm not sh exactly sure where but you're maybe two hours from me and we've never met yeah. and i heard about this event on uh your podcast i'm meeting canadians yeah. i mean god love them but freaking canadians yeah meeting uh I, here's one thing that you that you won't understand from listening to the podcast but you'll only catch in person these people talk a lot slower than they do on your podcast player because you're always playing at two or three times speed. And I, I'm just like, hurry up, get to the point already. I mean, finish that word. But anyway, that much scotch, L2 survive. Okay, here's the next uh, person's. Oh, yeah, great. Um, so other than Renaissance Fairs, um, this is the first live festival I've ever been to. Um, and although Renaissance Fairs aren't prepping, but, you know, it could be if you're cosplaying. Um, <laughs> um, and so I came here for two reasons. One, because I'm in that Washington group who had no idea this was a thing here. And it's only an hour from my house. And here a Canadian is telling me in my own state that there is a festival and he's going to be there. And so I couldn't say no. Um, and then the second reason was because Ryan <laughs> awesome, dude. 
volunteered himself to take my boy and put him into some hard work, and I had to make sure that Ryan wasn't a psycho weirdo. So, so far you fit the bill. <laughs> so, so that's so other, and then you know you learn some stuff, and you're in the proper community, and you meet lots of people. So, um, my goal for the end of the year is actually I'm surprised that Connor said the deck. Um, because it, my stuff actually aligns with that and I've, we've got spare lumber all over the place and I need to get that organized and clear and, and put somewhere and whether that is in a proper storage or in something that's built. So that is my goal because my ultimate goal is to make the, the, I live on a suburban lot. I don't have a big lot. Um, and so I call it a micro homestead. And I would like to be able to do tours so that other people can see what they can do with their small space. Nice. So that's my ultimate goal. But I can't do that until the crap lumber, scrap lumber is cleaned up and organized. So there you go. All right, guys. I think we'll call it a night from here and we'll just get back into the bourbon. How's that sound? So, yeah, this was, this was good. There is, so when we were on the land in Tennessee four weeks ago now, Brian Alexevich from Lots Project and uh, Carrie Brown from Strong Roots Resources, the three of us, sat on a tailgate and just talked about walking the land. And everybody said how much they loved the in-person episode because there's something powerful about meeting people, sitting around fellowshipping, look at each other in the eyes, and sharing stories. Because we realize we all feel like we're a bit of an outsider. We all feel like we're a bit of a delinquent, as we like to say in the workshop. And when we all come together, there's power in getting together. And it's fucking incredible. There's nothing better than getting together and realizing I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. So remember that out there, guys, who are listening. You're not alone. We're not alone. And meet up with us at the next event. Yeah. And with that, guys, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week. Thank you, guys. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Bye. Bye, Felicia. We were an hour and 58 seconds. That's hilarious. That's wow. really good. Yeah. That yeah, thank you guys. And now I can drink again. Just over an hour. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to drink on camera.